Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. The first note of the day is, and I realize this is a problem in a lot of acting classes, which is that you're bringing in your homework. And the problem with bringing in your homework is it's very difficult not to try to recreate what you've already done. It kind of works against what it is that we're trying to do, which is to bring on more information all the time and therefore layer it in and add to it. So as soon as you start saying, well, I'm going to bring in what I worked on, it really actually stops the process. There was a famous, famous, famous soprano named Maria Callas. And in her autobiography, she said that she approaches every performance as just another rehearsal. And because it's another rehearsal, it made her feel as if she was keeping it fresh because the nature of rehearsal is to try things. And if you know that, If you know that the nature of rehearsal is to continue to try things and continue to grow with things, then it saves you. It's not that you're there to do what you've already done. So my thought is, in terms of the work that we do, think of your work as this is my next rehearsal, rather than I want to show you what I've been rehearsing. And I think it will kind of let you off the hook in terms of its forward movement. And it's the interesting thing about the rehearsal process is you do keep learning things. I mean, Kareem said it. He said, you know, suddenly I'm going back to the text and it's like I don't even recognize it from when we first started. And that's exactly the way it should be. Um, I called Sharon Carnegie, my genius friend. Who's the head of acting at USC, and she's written the book Stanislavski in Focus, which is really the best book written on Stanislavski. My discussion with her was really interesting. So here are some things, and this is really important to know in acting, and I know everybody is trying to come up with an absolute method of working that is absolutely dead on and something you can do every single time And it does not exist. Stanislavski said, the method is not a guide. It's a culture. And if you analyze that, you say, what is the nature of a culture? Well, the culture adapts. A culture learns. A culture takes on new things. And so that is what this is. And it's an important thing to understand that he never set out to give us a guide to this is how you do it. And the nature of a culture is that you always grow. It always changes. So I guess in an odd sense, what it's saying is sometimes you work one way, sometimes you work another way. Sometimes you need more information. Raphael could not figure out what it must mean to a kid 
who was fleeing Germany in 1933 with his mother. And so on that particular instance, what he had to do was go to the social circumstances, go to the world, see what it was like to be Jewish in Germany in 1933. So that's how we worked on that. Okay, so these are a lot of my Sharon Carnegie notes because it really hit me that I've always known about the, the subconscious. I've always known the quotes. I've always known that Stanislavski said to people late in his life, it's all subconscious. And his student said to him, now you tell us? Um, I mean, it was like something that he realized late. I also know that from one of the things that I learned at the Stanislavski Symposium, Stanislavski said that you work on the subconscious consciously, which I also thought was really interesting. I thought it was very, very interesting because if you know, if you analyze and you get to what's going on subconsciously with the character, you have to own it, you have to work on it, and the way you work on it is the way we talk out things. You talk out those circumstances, and I said to some of you, let's work on that. But it's very difficult. Famous teacher of Stanislavski, she was also a student of Stanislavski, is a woman named Maria Kniebel. And the Maria Kniebel quote that Sharon gave me was, people confuse simple with simplicity. The reason I hate the five questions, the reason I hate people that try to distill acting down into a few little concepts that you fill in the blank and you do these sort of things is because it acts as if it, there's a simplicity to it. Well, all you do is this, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. It's not. But once you figure out what you need... And then everything kind of falls in place. I, it, it really is. It's so scary. It's like how it's when you have that aha moment and it's so weird because you don't know where it came from. And when you have it, you go, God, how did I miss that? In the case of George Sackheim that Justin and Raphael are working on, it's like if you start to think about this whole idea that he had abandonment issues and when you start to think about it, then it tells you why he did certain things that he did, and it also turns the dial on certain things. We're talking about somebody that freed a concentration camp. Well, seeing people who have been in a concentration camp, if you have these abandonment issues, if subconsciously you have an enormous fear of being abandoned, then gives you something very, very actable. You really want to get to a point where you are so immersed in a character that it becomes really spontaneous. And I think that is the thing that we notice with certain actors. I notice all the time. With Meryl in that famous monologue from River Wild, you can tell so much is going on. It's because there's something going on with her. There's this other past that's going on. And it's almost like she, there's no way she could have planned to 
respond the way she did. It's because she was so there that it just happened. So what, what's the big problem with the gauntlet anyway? <laughs> the gauntlet is just... It's not just the size of the water, you know. Although the three rivers do all pour into that one canyon, but it's glacier water, so... You know what hypothermia is? <laughs> Probably not. If the raft gets caught in there, it gets sucked under the falls, and it's kind of like being in a washing machine, you know? You can just churn, churn, and churn in there until Christmas. <laughs> but the swimming ability is not the problem. The swimming <laughs> is beside the point. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't believe this is happening to us now. <laughs> I can't believe you think I can take you down there. Uh, I love when that happens. I, I love watching actors who, who just suddenly, in the midst of something, go there and come back. Or something happens and they're so there that it, it just, it, it opens up. And it gives it that fullness. It really gives it a fullness. Now, how do we do this? I resisted the word etudes for years. <laughs> But I like it. And here's the thing. Etudes are these little improvisations. We work on them by saying, you know, in this etude, I'm trying to discover this. I do the etude, and then I think about how it worked and how it didn't work. Um, there's an etude that you do that's building a past. There's a moment that you're building. There's all of these things, if we want to use this word. But it's a little improvisation. The more... You do these, the more you set yourself up for those moments. And it makes total sense. The more I build these, the more I talk these things out, it sets me up because in my mind what happens is that it's there. I asked Raphael, I said, what is it that you do when you do a class exercise and you, you're so quiet for a moment. And he said, well, you know, I'm trying to redo the moments that I've worked on so that I can get into that particular zone. And then Greg asked me the same thing. He said, well, so that means that when I'm off stage, I rebuild all of these moments that I've built. Now, in my mind, absolutely not. In my mind, what you do as Holland Taylor said, you just go into the phone booth of the character like Superman. Uh, it's like, okay, there's the George Sackheim phone booth. I'm going into the phone booth, and when I come out, I'm George Sackheim. Okay, possibly an oversimplification. But the point is, I don't really need that much because I have already done the work. If I have done all these improvisations, I'm... I'm I am entering the skin of another person. So it, it's, I don't have to have this horrifying thing where I'm sitting around and, 
you know, and I'm stressing out before a performance where I'm sitting in my dressing room and I'm rebuilding these moments of the past. I mean, uh, my God, it's that I'm kind of there. I mean, that's really the issue, is I'm entering the skin of another person, and therefore, whatever happens, I'm that character. I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers, who does all of our graphic design. Music by Jeffrey Keezer Trio. May This Be Love from their album On My Way to You. If you have a moment, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. And uh, if you would like to send an email, if you have a question for Milton, you can do so at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Another way to get in touch is on Instagram at I don't need an acting class. I'm not saying I don't need it. It's the name of the podcast. It's ironic. You know that by now if you've been listening to season one. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and we will see you back here next week. Bye.